Welcome to the study of God's Word, recorded live from Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. To learn more about the many resources available through Abounding Grace Media, visit us online at calvaryaurora.org or download our free app on all platforms. And now, let's open our Bibles and study God's Word. Good evening, guys. So my name is Byron. If I have not met you, um, I'm one of the assistant pastors here. I oversee the high school ministry, um, and I get the privilege to share the word with you guys tonight. Um, We just came back uh, last weekend from our high school summer camp and still trying to catch up on sleep a little bit, but it was, we have some high schoolers here. Yeah, we got, we got some high schoolers over here. We had a couple high schoolers leading us in worship as well tonight. Um, So they're not tired, but I'm still tired, and I'm going to be recovering all summer from the camp. Um, But the Lord did a great work, and the Lord just like, man, is so encouraging to be part of this next generation um, and and, and their zeal to live for the Lord. Um, And and just even that emphasis of, man, they are the church, and they're they're being used by the Lord greatly in embracing that role that he has for them. And so for me, it's just a privilege to be part of the high school ministry here um, and seeing everything the Lord's been doing. It's, I'm coming up on two years being here doing high school ministry, and it's, man, it's, it's gone by fast. It's awesome. And so just keep praying for our students. we got a lot going on this summer. Um, we're going out on a mission trip in a couple weeks with a small group of students, and um, just the Lord is doing a great work among um, our students. And so um, it's exciting, and we believe that the Lord's just getting started with Calvary Youth, and there's so much more that He has to do. But anyways, I get to share the word with you guys tonight. If you guys want to open up to Acts chapter 20, Um, Acts chapter 20, we're going to be looking at the account here. You know, I know Pastor Ed's going through Acts, um, but I figured he's not going to be in Acts 20 for quite a while, so I'm safe to take Acts 20 tonight. Maybe in a couple years he's going to be there, so you guys will get this message again soon. But um, Acts chapter 20, just this section of scripture the Lord's been impressing on my heart the last couple months, and um, you know, when, when Pastor Ed asked me to teach, um, a couple weeks ago, and I started praying through this message. I actually, like, to be honest, is like really struggling with um, what to teach on. And usually, you know, just teaching youth almost every week, I'm, it's become more natural to to kind of be led by the Lord and, and learning um, just to follow Him and, and prepare messages. But this was more of a message where I was 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 wrestling with up even even until this morning. Um, and I, and I think it's because the Lord has um, just really put an impression on my heart to share with you guys my heart um, and bringing you into some of my thought process and the things that the Lord's doing in my life. And so um, many of you guys maybe know just my heart for the nations and for missions and just um, part of me and Emily's story of being missionaries in Ukraine um, and spending some time almost a year in Uganda and just um, being all over the place and now doing um, youth ministry here in Aurora. So many different types of people groups and cultures and ministries that we've been a part of. Um, it, it's, it's, been a, it's been an awesome thing that the Lord's been doing in our lives, but it's also been challenging in a lot of ways, getting attached and growing close to um, and pouring your life out for people that you love dearly and then having the Lord kind of move you to a new place and, 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 and a whole brand new group of people and, and learning to, to get attached and falling in love with a whole new group of people. And it's, you know, it's... it's um, it's just been, it's been, a, it's been awesome following the Lord, but it's also like, okay, Lord, um, you just keep, you just, I need more of your spirit to keep pouring 
through me. Um, and so we see this, we're going to see this example of Paul's missionary heart and his pastor heart here, and that's really what I want to touch on. Um, but as, as we've been following the Lord, um, Galatians 2.20 has really become my life verse. Um, and, and it's really just this idea where Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh by the faith, by, by, I messed that up, guys. Sorry. The life that I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and he gave himself for me. And it's just this attitude that we've adopted into our life. Um, I think it comes with just being, holding loosely to the things of the world and, 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 and being available and ready to, to go on mission or to move to different locations. This idea that it's no longer my life. I have been crucified. The things that, the things that, I used to think to find me are all dead and my old man is gone and behold, all things have become new. And now the life that I get to live and the life that you get to live by faith, it's not your life, but it's, your, it's Christ's life. And he has, he has the control and the, the right and the, and, and the attitude of like, man, okay, Lord, this is my life. You just take it and use it. Um, it's not it, like whatever you have for me, I'm in. I'm all in. And so that's really just uh, what's, like, that's just the attitude. That's the way the Lord started to wire us as we started walking with the Lord. And, and it's just this idea of, okay, we want to live our lives all in for the call that the Lord has placed on our lives in this season. And this season, it's youth ministry. It's like all in, total abandonment. You know, I don't want to use the word like recklessness, but just like throwing ourselves in with, with willingness to get beyond ourselves and just trust the Lord in everything. Um, and, and, and giving the Lord through all of that, the love that we have for the people, the, the attachments that we have for people, the goodbyes that we have to say to people, all of these different things that we've, we've had to experience. And it comes down to this, this like, okay, Lord, I, I love you, I love your people, and I just wanna be all in for the gospel. I wanna give everything I have for the gospel. Um, and so Acts chapter 20, open up with me, um, and we'll read the text here. Actually, let's pray. Let's pray one more time before we jump in. So, Father, we do just ask that you would um, just help me to communicate well um, your word tonight, that it would not be my words, but it would be your words, that we would, um, that, that we would just focus our, our gaze upon you, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And, and so, God, as we, as we look through this, this account here of Paul and the, the church of Ephesus and the elders there, Lord, would we would we gain further understanding on, on what it means to be all in with everything for the gospel? Would we understand further your heart for reaching the nations with the gospel? Would we be all in for just, just, to, just to be vessels used by you, Lord? And so would you use this time to edify us and stir us up and encourage us so that we can go out um, and answer that call that you've placed on our lives? And so we pray this in your name. Amen. So Acts chapter 20, verse 17, starting verse 17, one of the most, I believe, one of the most emotional chapters of the Bible. Um, and I want you guys to just take some notes here as we follow along, marking a few different words. But, but let's just read this here. It says, from Miletus he sent to Ephesus, and he called, he's speaking of Paul here, he called the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, you know from the first day that I came to Asia in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, 
with many, and I want you guys to mark this word, tears, with many tears and also many trials. So hold on to that, tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. And then verse 20 also marked this. He says, I kept nothing back that was helpful, but I proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house. In verse 21, testifying to Jews, but also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that, that will happen to me, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that, I want you guys to notice these next two words, chains and tribulations await me. So we have tears, we have trials, we have chains, we have tribulations, yet we have this attitude of Paul, I held nothing back. In verse 24, he says, but none of these things move me, nor I, count, I don't count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy in a ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And indeed now I know that, that you all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom, will see my face no more. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. In verse 28, take heed to yourself and to all the flock, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he, had which he had purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Verse 30, also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples from after themselves. Therefore, watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with, what does it say? Tears. So we have tears again. Verse 32, now brethren, I command to you, God, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you, 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 you yourselves know that these hands have provided my necessities for those who are with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus as he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And then verse 36, when he had said these things, he knelt down and he prayed with all of them. And then just like the, the heartbreak here in verse 37, then they all wept freely. They fell on Paul's neck and they kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke that they would see his face no more. And he accompanied them to the ship. And so again, I, you guys can see the, the emotion and, and the, the heaviness of Paul here in Acts chapter 20. Um, because here he is, he's traveling back to Jerusalem. He's nearing the end of this, this, this season of missionary journeys. And the Spirit had testified over and over again that chains and tribulations await him in Jerusalem. He knew he was going back to suffering. He knew he was going back to imprisonment, possible death. And yet, he still continued to push forward in the calling that the Lord had for him. But, but on his way back to Jerusalem, knowing all of these things, you know, just, I can just imagine him sitting there on the ship, processing all of these emotions, getting ready to face whatever is coming to him in Jerusalem. He stops in Ephesus, a dear church that he planted and spent up to three years ministering to. And in this whole scene here, he's talking to the elders of the church. He's giving his heart to them. He's, you know, he's, he's just, you know, he's right here. He, he's not 
He's not preaching. He's not teaching. He's just loving on his flock that, that is dear to his heart. And, and it's like, man, you can, you, can just, you can just feel and see the heartbreak and the emotion, especially in verse 38, when the, the, the greatest grief they have is like, we're not going to see Paul anymore. And that realization for the church in Ephesus, like, oh man, this is it. Like our, our pastor, our friend, our dear brother, we're not, we're not going to see him anymore. And so I, I want to I draw this out for us tonight because I think it's, um, it, it plays into this, this attitude that Paul has, really looking at the attitude of Paul for just being all in for the gospel, being all in for the call that the Lord has put on his life, not, not, not allowing, you know, just the trials and the difficulties to keep him from pursuing what the Lord has for, for, for him. And, and, I, and I love this example um, and, and, I, and I've grown so much here just studying this word, um, especially over the last year or so of just growing in what it, what it really means to have a, a missionary pastor heart. And then I believe all, all believers that the church should have a missionary and pastor's heart. Like we don't have to walk in that vocation to, to have that heart of going to seek and save that which was lost. About to, to, uh, that, that attitude of just going all in total abandonment for whatever the Lord has placed on, our, on our, our, our lives and our call. And in that pastor's heart that Paul has here, just that deep love, that deep care for his sheep, for the, for the church in Ephesus. You know, and, and, and it's, it's been interesting, like, for me just to, to, to walk through that, you know, as, as the Lord called us out to missions and in 2012, like, Calvary Aurora has been, or Calvary Church here in Aurora is like, it's been our home church. Like, this is where I started walking with the Lord when I was 18. Um, we started, like, when we first walked into this, the church, we were at the school. I got, uh, I got baptized at the Aurora Reservoir. I got married here to my wife, like, right here on this stage. Like, I was, my first steps of ministry was in the junior high ministry upstairs. And it's like, man, just, like, the deep love for the people here. And then in 2012, it's like the Lord started to put on our heart, like, it's time to go. It's time to step away. And it's like, oh, Lord, the hardest thing about doing that was to leave this church body. And yet, as soon as we got to Ukraine, the Lord started to knit our hearts together with the church there um, and, and, and the love for the people there. And then many of you guys know our story, but we bounced around just because like, the war started back in 2012. We had to evacuate. We lost our apartment. We ended up in Uganda. We fell in love with the church in Uganda. And then back to Ukraine, and we fell in love with the church in Zaporozhye. Um, and then back to Aurora, and now we're falling in love with our youth. And it's like, man, Lord, like, does my heart have a capacity to love anymore? How can I keep doing this? It's like, and the, and the Lord just continues to, to, to push us forward for the sake of the gospel. And that's what Paul is saying here in verse 24. He's saying these things don't move me so that I can continue to run my race with joy to testify of the gospel of grace. It's everything for the gospel. You know, all in for the gospel. But if we think about who Jesus is and his gospel mission, what it's all really about is like it comes down to the love of God, right? John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone could, so that we could believe and not be, and not perish but have everlasting life, right? Romans 2, 4 says it's the goodness of God that draws us into repentance. In Hosea chapter 11, God says that I, 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 I put my gentle cords around their neck and drew them in with, with those gentle cords of love so that I could stoop and feed them and care for them. And it's this goodness and this love and this grace and this mercy of God that, that motivated him to go all the way to the cross 
So the gospel message is motivated by that love, and, that's, and the Lord wants to pour that in and through our lives as well. And so as we talk about the gospel and everything for the gospel, we have to start with that love and that character of who God really is, that God loved the world, that he gave his only son. And we see here through Acts that Paul's just on fire for that. He's on fire to preach the gospel. He wants the, the nations to, to know God. He wants nations to, to know and enjoy the love that God has for them. Planting churches, preaching, fully invested in the people's lives who are in front of him. I look at Paul's life and it's like, man, he poured his life out for Ephesus church. He poured his life, life out for the Thessalonica church, for the, the church in Colossae, for the church in Philippi, for the church in Rome. Like, all, like, the, like I want that life where that we can just like fully invest in the people who are around us, fully invest into the church of Christ. And, and we see this shepherd's heart that God, that God has developed in Paul's life, preaching the gospel, pressing forward, not counting his life dear to himself, but just walking by faith going forward for the sake of the gospel. And so I, I pray that you guys are continuing to ask the Lord to develop this heart in your life, for missions, for, you know, mission, don't even think about missions of just going overseas, but just like, how are we reaching people outside these walls? How are we all in for the gospel? How is the Lord developing this heart of, of care and compassion and concern for people? How is he interweaving our heart, knit, knitting it together with, with the people in front of us? Because we see, like, we can see in ministry that, like, sometimes like unfortunately, as like the years go by and, and ministry can start to, to build up hard hearts and, 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 and we start to, to hurt people and we start to disregard people. Um, and that's never, the, that's never the heart of the Lord. The heart of the Lord is always this, you know, keeping nothing back. Yeah, maybe I've been hurt by people, but I'm gonna keep pouring out to people because that's what God's called us to do. And in verse 22, You'll notice that Paul was bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. And so like, he's called, he knows the calling, he's going forward to teach the gospel of grace. Um, and, and yet through this, he has to say goodbye. He has to say goodbye to the church in Ephesus. He has to, he has to walk away from, from that group of people that he deeply loves. You know, I'm also thinking about um, Philip. Right? Remember when Philip was on the, on the, on the road and, and he baptized the, the Ethiopian man and then all of a sudden like, God, God took him out of there and he was gone. And it was like Philip was, Philip was totally removed in a, different, in a different city with different people that he had to pour into. And it's just like this, it's like, man, this is, this is sometimes what the Lord does is like he allows us to be all in and then he moves us into another direction to testify of the gospel of grace. And so as we walk through this, this section here, I, I want to share four things with you guys um, that's, that, that I hope encourages you to continue to develop that heart just to, to be, a, be a missionary pastor heart, to have that heart with you. Um, four things I'll share with you guys and then we'll walk through these. The first thing is that we need to live among the people. We'll see that in verse 18. In verse 19, that there's going to be tears and trials. Verse 20, there's everything for the gospel, all your life, all in for the gospel. And then number four is propelled by the Holy Spirit, moved forward by the Holy Spirit. 
you know, and, and so just kind of, you know, when, I, when Pastor Ed asked me to teach this Wednesday, he's like, hey, you should incorporate some stuff about Ukraine in your heart, and that's where I really started to, to struggle with that, because it was like, there's so much emotion tied to Ukraine for me. One, because I walked through what Paul walked through, saying goodbye to our elders in our church almost two years ago. Um, I actually walked through this chapter with them as when, we, when the Lord confirmed that we should move away. Like my last teaching series was through Acts 20 with the church. And I'm like, I'm remembering teaching them and, and, and being like, guys, this is like, we're living the, the book of Acts here where we're just like grieved that we have to part ways, but we know the Lord's calling us in separate directions. But so, so I have that emotion of like leaving our home that was there in Ukraine, leaving our church and, our, and, and like all of that that's tied up in there. And then on top of that, the war and everything that's going on with Ukraine and then watching our church scatter and the suffering and the atrocities and everything that's happening there in Ukraine, it's just like bubbles up this, this grief upon grief. And really it's like, man, Ukraine has become such a part of who we are that as they went into war, it was like, we're at war. Our, my country's at war. My people are at war. My family's at war. And it's just like, and it, and it hurts. And, it, and it's like, man, I can sympathize with Paul and these elders here where it's just like, man, Lord, this is heavy. This, this love and this care that we have for people can, can be overwhelming sometimes. And so the tears and the trials are real. But it all starts with back in verse 18, like Paul never would have been able to minister to the church in Ephesus if he didn't live among the people. So we need to live among the people. In verse 18, it says, And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I, that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you. This has been something that we've always adapted into our ministry. I keep saying our. So like I just rope Emily into everything. that like It's we, it's our, like we do everything together. Like we've been ministry partners from... Day one, so not day one, but since since we started walking with the Lord, but so like our as part of our ministry and our philosophy of ministry, especially um, just with our youth, is like we want to be among the people. You know, sometimes it's not just about events and programs, but it's like let's just live life together. Let's be among them. That's my heart for like our our events and our camps and all of that. Like let's be together so that we can follow Jesus together. Um, and, and that's what Paul's example here is like, and, and I think that's why it's so important that we're here in this room tonight and that we fellowship and we make a priority to fellowship together um, because it starts to develop that love and that concern so that we can care for each other, that we can carry one another's burdens, that we can weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice because we're among each other. Paul never would have had this pulse on his church and he never would have um, loved the church this way if he hadn't lived among the people there in Ephesus. And so he says, you know what manner I always lived among you. And I think this is key in ministry to, to learn, you know, just thinking about, I was thinking about Ukraine, like to learn the language, to learn the culture, to learn how to buy bread. Like, man, that took me weeks just to like go like, I want bread. And like we almost starved to death because I couldn't figure out how to buy bread. And then it's like, no, we have to learn the people that we're among. Coming back to Colorado, living among our high school culture, like learning high school slang. I still, still haven't figured it out. It's changing like every week. So you guys, you guys, you students gotta help me. Like, teach me. But we have, to, we have to be among the people so we have an understanding of where they're at, who they are, what makes them tick, how the Lord created them, what are their gifts, what are their talents. You know, and, and it's, it's a picture of the gospel. 
You know, we look at Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21 is a picture of the new heavens and the new earth. And the thing, there's not a lot of description in there, but the thing that we know, what's going to be in heaven, is that God is going to tabernacle with his people. He's going to dwell with his people. He's going to be among his people. So key for us in ministry as we develop our heart to love people, to pastor people, to, to, be, to have that heart that's all in for the gospel, we have to be among people. We have to build those relationships because Jesus himself took on that human form to have a relationship with us, to empathize with us, to, to, to understand our weaknesses, to, 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 to really know us. He understands, he empathizes, he has a deep love and a deep care and a deep concern for us. And we are called to live in that as well. Paul's example here is so good. I love it because it's like, hey, he came. He's not just teaching the church. He's like, I'm not just, I, I, I didn't come just to teach the gospel. Although he taught the gospel. He taught the Bible. You know, he taught the scriptures. He taught, he, you know, he, he did that. He's, but he's like, I didn't come just to teach it. I came to live the gospel among you. I came to live it out. To live among you. To, 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 to be with you. And, and, and our ministry and our lives should be based on that gospel love for people. There's going to be, yeah, there's always going to be barriers. Maybe it's language barriers. Maybe it's cultural barriers. Maybe it's, you know, race and all, you know, all these things that the world throws at us to divide us. But it's like, hey, we're, we're called to be among each other. We're not called to be divided. We're called to unity together so that we can, that we can point each other back to the Lord and encourage and edify one another living among the people. And so that's, that's point number one that I wanted to share with you guys. It's like as we're developing this, 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 this attitude of everything in for the gospel, we got to be among the people because the gospel is for people. The gospel is not for anything else. It's for people. But then in verse 19, we see the progression here as he's all in among the people. What comes with that? He says, serving the Lord in humility with tears and trials, which happened to me. So as we're among the people, as we're serving the Lord, as we're answering the call that God has on our lives, tears and trials always follow that. Tears and trials always come. I think for anyone who's, you know, I think everyone here would agree that like, hey, life brings these tears and trials. And then especially as we insert ourselves into people's lives, there's going to be messiness, there's going to be brokenness, there's going to be sin, there's going to be pain, there's going to be heartbreak, there's going to be goodbyes, there's going to be all of this. But we're, we're, we have to, under, like, I love Paul's heart here because he's like, hey, tears and trials, this is part of the job. This is part of my calling. This is normal because this is personal. We see, we see Paul's heart of how personal it is. How, like, he, he's fully invested. Like, he's connected with the, with the, the, the trials, with the, the tears. Like, it's not like he's just, like, you know, above everything and just kind of cruising, teaching the gospel. But it's like he's in the trenches pastoring with tears and trials, personally caring, invested. You know, when we pour our lives fully into something, there's going to be heaviness. We, we're, inviting, we're inviting brokenness to come in in many ways as we, as we minister to people. You know, just, just again, thinking about as I, as I allowed the Lord to develop my love for Ukraine, like the war in Ukraine is pain upon pain in our lives. But if I never allowed the Lord to like open my heart up to love them and go to them, it, it, you know, it would just be a news story to me. 
It wouldn't be personal to me. Think about um, when we were in Ukraine, we were, it wasn't foster care, but it was similar to foster care where we had orphan girls um, coming through our home. And I just remember like the things that we had to walk through with these, these orphans is like, man, that was tears and trials almost constantly. We were foster, we've been fostering here in the States as well, and that's like tears and trials as we go through that. Our youth ministry, there's tears and trials in youth ministry. But it's like, man, this is, this is where I want to be. If, if, that, if, if being all in for the gospel and, and answering the call that God has on my life means tears and trials, I say bring it on. Just bring it on because I don't want to be anywhere else than answering that call. And so we want this ministry that we follow the Lord. We want it to be personal. We want it to be passionate. You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hurt with those who hurt. We're going to be hurt. But it comes from this gospel motivated love that, that, that Jesus initiated in our lives. So as he, you know, I just remember even in, I think it's in John chapter 19, right before Jesus is betrayed, uh, remember he's in the garden of Gethsemane, he's praying for his disciples and his prayers, his agony where his sweat is almost like blood and it's like just like this, like he's praying for his disciples and he's praying for the future believers there and it's like the most passionate, emotional, you know, heartfelt, tear-filled prayer that we read in the Bible and it's like that's, Jesus is setting the tone for like where our ministry should be at. Maybe some of you guys don't relate to, like, for me, my, my gifting, my primary gifting is mercy. And so a lot of, like, what flows out of me is just, like, that, that heart-to-heart connection. And just, like, man, I get totally broken over, over things that happen. But it's, like, man, if I, if, if I allow the Lord, if I keep just yielding, yielding to the Lord, he's going to use that in a way to minister to people. And so I love it. So, you know, maybe I don't love it. Tears and trials, it's part of it. Maybe I don't always love it, but it's like part of it, it, it and it's good. That's what, we're following the example of, of the Lord. And so Paul had this in Ephesus. He lived among the people. There were tears in the trials. Um, and then the third point that I have for you is just everything for the gospel. Like Paul's doing this all for the sake of the gospel, all for advancing the, the kingdom, all for making disciples and answering that, that call that every disciple should have. In verse 20, he says, I kept nothing back that was helpful. Um, and then in verse 24, one of my favorite verses, he says, none of these things move me. I don't count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race and my joy in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace of God. It's like Paul's attitude here, guys. He's not just coasting by. He's not, he's not just like, doing ministry and church planting and missionary on the side. Like, this is his life. He never did anything to the minimum. Like, he didn't seek the easy way out. You know, that people were even warning him, don't go back to Jerusalem, don't go back to Jerusalem. He's like, hey, this is, I'm bound to the Spirit. The Spirit's taken me. He proclaimed and he taught it all. In verse, in verse 27, he says, I declare to you the whole counsel of God. Like, it wasn't just a piece, but he was dedicated to teach everything verse by verse, you know. Well, verse by verse, whatever they had at that time, right? But it was like, man, he, he taught it all from house to house to anyone who had listened, the Jews and the Greeks. He was bound in the spirit going forward. And the thing that was waiting for him was more, more tribulation, more trials, more tears, more chains. But none of these things move me. 
I remember, so when we went back out to Ukraine, um, on the border of Ukraine, um, right when the war started, I remember we were sitting there um, in the ho uh, hotel room in Slovakia, um, probably two days in. Um, it was an emotional trip, um, especially for me and Emily, like a lot of emotion there. Um, and I remember just like sitting in the hotel room, like totally gassed, like hadn't slept in a while. Um, and, and, and the Lord just brought me to the verse 24 here, where he's just like, hey, these things don't move me. Like the, 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 the stories and the, the, the people that we're seeing and the faces, it's like, okay, Lord, just give me the strength to finish my race with joy. Um, and just, just, you know, the Lord teaching me these things, like, hey, it's not, it's not about my life. Galatians 2.20, it's no longer my life, but it's his life. And I just want to be that vessel that's poured out for other people. And so sitting in that hotel room that night, just meditating and praying through these things, it's like, okay, Lord, we're here to testify the gospel of grace. We're not here for humanitarian aid. We're not here for, you know, just to, you know, be part of the cause, but we're here for, to testify the gospel of grace and, 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 and teach us how to, to pour ourselves out for these ladies that we're with, to point them back to the grace of, of, of God. But this attitude that the Lord continued to instill in us, and then I think he was already teaching us this, but it was more and more instilled in our lives of, we can't keep our life, we can't count our lives dear to ourselves. Like, we can't, like, we, we can't, you know, we can't be so attached to anything here in this world. Because we've seen it, like, the Lord just, like, the Lord can take things away. Like, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a, a calling, whether it's, you know, like, it's, it's like the Lord, the Lord is in control. And, and if we hold too tightly to those things, like, we're going to be in this place where we're counting our life dear to ourselves. And right before we went out to Ukraine, we were sitting back in Pastor Ed's office just like, is this for real? Are we, are we really going? Like, it was at the beginning of the war. There's, like, talk of, you know, chemical warfare and all of this. And we're like, we don't really know what we're walking into. And, and I remember, like, I'm going to brag on my wife because she's just like, this is, this is her message. Like, she was the one who was all like, I don't count my, dear, my life dear to myself. She's like, and I just remember her looking at Pastor Ed and like, hey, don't, don't you know, don't blame yourself if something happens to us. Like, we're making this choice. If we don't come back, it's okay. We're making this choice to just be all in for the Lord. And everyone in the room, like, we're all like, ugh. And I'm like, but yeah, that's true. It's true. We're, like, none of these things should move me. If the Lord's put something on our heart, we have to go forward in it. You know, think of Elisha when Elijah called him to follow him. And he's like, okay, man, I'm going to go burn the ox and, and, you know, slaughter the ox, burn, the, burn everything, and, and I'm all in. My old life is gone and I'm just following the Lord. And it's like, man, it's so cool to have that attitude um, because I think the Lord uses it in a powerful way. If, we ha if, we're, if we're all in for the gospel's sake, if we're all in to just like full, full on head, head after the things of the Lord, it's like those, those promises, like if the Lord's for us, who can, who can be against us? We can have that confidence. You know, obviously praying through it, making wise decisions, but we have the confidence that the Lord is going before us and, and the gifts and the callings are irrevocable. If he's called us to something, like who's to take that away from us? We have to move forward. And so everything for the gospel. And then the fourth thing that I want to share with you guys tonight is just, just this idea of being propelled forward by the Holy Spirit. Right? So we have the tears, we have the trials, we have the goodbyes, we have the, the sudden moves, the, the love, the attachment, the things that are pulled apart, the you know, saying goodbye to you know, you know, all these things like that the Paul's walking through, that we walk through as believers, yet it's always 
being bound in the Spirit, being moved forward by the Spirit. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21, it says that they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Speaking of prophets, they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. A literal translation for this, being moved by the Spirit, can literally mean being propelled forward by the Spirit. I love that idea of just kind of being propelled forward, being blown forward, being pushed forward by the Holy Spirit. For what? For the gospel, for the kingdom, for lost souls, for people to know and experience the grace of God. So much so where we can have this attitude, if we're being moved forward by the Holy Spirit, why is my life dear to myself? Shouldn't it be dear to myself? I've already died in Christ, and now I live by faith in the Son of God. Like, he's got it in control. He, he's the one orchestrating things. And I can, and I can just can just be in for him. I can, I can let him sort out some of those other things, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, here's my life. Take it and use it. When, when we were back, um, so I keep interweaving Ukraine. I'm not, I, I guess I'm like the Ukraine guy. Every time I teach, I have to bring up Ukraine, but like when we, so when we were, we were church planting in Donetsk, Ukraine, which is um, right on the Russian border back in 2014, um, and that's initially when Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, and the, their first spots, they, they annexed Crimea, the peninsula, and the southern region. And then they took um, Lugansk region and part of Donetsk region. And that was right where we were living. We were church planting. We had been there for not even a year yet. And we had a small fellowship to go in. We had just, we had just started a lease on our new church office. Like, we were stoked. We were doing ministry in the universities. We had English club rolling. Um, we, were, we were teaching through Acts. It was like such a sweet time. And then all of a sudden, like, Russia rolled in, and, and the, the war started. And, and the Lord literally, overnight, plucked us out of Donetsk, never to return, losing everything. And it was like, it, it, it brought, the Lord brought us to a point in our, in our life there where he had to dig into the deepest parts of our, of our hearts and reveal really where our hearts were at with him. And he was bringing to the surface this, this, this attitude that I was clinging to my own life, that I was clinging to, Lord, this is, this is who I am. I'm a missionary to Ukraine. I'm a church planter in Donetsk. Like Calvary Chapel Donetsk is going to be, like this is our life. We're here. This is who we are. And then like overnight, the Lord took it away, and he had to reveal to me that I was hanging on to things that were not him. I was hanging on to my agenda and my life. And he began to humble me, and start to say, and it's such a valuable lesson, a painful lesson, but it's such a valuable lesson that he had to teach us um, because it was like, hey, I'm going to do a work among the nations. I'm going to do a work among Ukraine. I'm going to do a work among my church. And I just need you to, to believe it and to humble yourself and submit to me. And he was really asking this question. You know, in, in this period, we ended up in Uganda. And Uganda, the Lord used Uganda to, to minister to us and to heal us. And, and we were, I just remember sitting in Uganda night after night under the mosquito net, like trying to not get bit. Like, I don't want malaria, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? And he's teaching me, like, Byron, do you still believe that I'm going to do a work among the nations? Do you still believe that I am in control, that I am saving people? And I had to come to this place where I was like, yes, I believe in my head, but now I have to believe just with my life. Despite the circumstances, despite how I felt, just to continue to watch, to wait, to pray, to trust that he's doing the work. 
And then at that point, as I'm learning to let go of things, and still a process, still learning to let go of things, then, then the Lord starts to invite me in. Do you want to be a part of it? I'm going to let you be a part of it. I think of our high school ministry. It's like the Lord's inviting me to be part of these high schoolers' lives. It's so cool. But it's like, okay, I have to let go of, I have to let go of my, my life and just live by faith in the Son of God and, and step into that, that invitation that the Lord has, a, has for us. Do you want to be a part of his work? Do you want to be a part of building the kingdom? And, and as I was learning to just humble myself before the Lord and, and just say yes and be moved forward by the Holy Spirit, he's like, okay, okay, Byron, give it all to me. Give me your call. Give me your, your heart. Give me your love for Ukraine. Give me your desire to move there. Give me the ministry. Give me, give me your life. Galatians 2.20. It's not, it's not my life anymore. But I live by faith in the Son of God. It's his life. And so it comes back to this idea, everything for the gospel, being moved forward by the gospel, abandoning our own lives and our own agenda for the gospel's sake. And I hope that the Lord's doing those things in your life too. I know he is. I know he's desiring to bring you to those moments, those key moments. Like I think we all have experienced some of those key moments in our walk where it's like we're on the edge and it's like, which way are we going to go? Are we going to choose the things of the Lord or are we going to kind of fade away or grow lukewarm? And it's like, what is the Lord doing in these key moments where he, he wants to do something special? And for me, it was that, that moment, sitting there in Uganda, 2014, 2015, just saying, Lord, okay, you can have it all. It's okay if I never go back. It's okay if, you know, I live under this mosquito net the rest of my life. Like, it's, it's yours, Lord. Like, you can have it all. And it's this, this attitude, again, of, of total abandonment, of, of being propelled by the Holy Spirit. The attitude of Isaiah, here I am, Lord. Send me, use me. I'm available. I'm ready. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing. It's not about me, but Lord, here I am if you want to use me. And so I see this all in Paul's, Paul's life here, guys. Like This is coming towards the end of his ministry and it's such a special time with him and the church of Ephesus, just sharing these tears, these trials, but then reminding himself and reminding the church, guys, none of these things move me. Yeah, maybe I'm facing trials. Maybe I'm facing tribulations. Maybe I'm going to die in Jerusalem next week. But I don't count my life dear to myself. What's dear to me is that I finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And so I'll invite the worship team back up. Um, and as, as, as you guys are contemplating this, I, want you to, I just want to encourage you guys. What are, these, what are these moments that God is doing in your life to bring you to a place? Maybe it's not, maybe it's not surrender and humility. Maybe you, the Lord's brought you to those places, but maybe it's, Maybe it's this attitude of like, okay, Lord, am I truly ready? Am I truly willing? Am I truly available to be all in? To be all in for the things of you? To, to let go of my agenda? To let go of whatever else is going on in my life? And to love the people well that are in front of me? 
to, to, to develop that heart just to care and to love. Um, and, and, and so as we go into this time of worship, like, you know, as I was praying this afternoon for, for tonight, just like this impression from the Lord that I really want to just, just give our lives to the Lord, just like just an attitude that Paul has here of just like, my life is not dear. Lord, please take it. You please, please just use it. You know, you, you know the desires of my heart. You know the, the flaws of my heart. But Lord, would you just, even, even just that reminded of that verse in Ezekiel that, that Pastor Andy shared from the Give 10, where it's just like, he's going to do a work in our heart. He's going to pour his spirit out. He's going to do the cleansing. And like, just open your heart up to him. And so as I was praying this afternoon, just like this impression um, from the Lord, just that, that I think that there's a, an attitude of physical posture that's good for us to do sometimes of just, just like, Lord, you can have it all. And so as we're singing, I want, I want to invite you guys and call you guys and encourage you guys to, to, to be on your knees, to, to even come up here and use this area as a, as a time where you're going to just, just symbolize, like, Lord, this is my life. Would you, would, you, would you take it? Would you use it? And would you advance the gospel in and through my lives? Um, and so maybe it's like an act of surrender, an act of worship, just, or even just an act of like, Lord, take me further, take me deeper, take me higher. And so I encourage you guys like, not to hold anything back. We had, you know, at our youth camp, we had such a special time of, of worship, and we had a response night where, where um, the leaders just invited the students to come up and just, just kneel before the Lord. And I was just like, man, that's so good. It's so powerful. And, and even as I was doing it, I'm just like, man, Lord, I need to do this more in my life. And so as, as we sing tonight, just invite you guys, come up, kneel before the Lord, pour your heart out before him. Have that attitude of, Lord, I'm all in. Take my life and use it. And so, Lord, we, we do just ask... Lord, we ask that you would just take our lives. That we wouldn't hold tightly to the things of this world, but we would just run full in after you, Lord. So, Lord, here, for me, here's my life. Even just that song we were singing, the, the, the pride of the Father, that you see me, you see my heart even in this failures and the sin and the mistake. Take my life and use it, Lord. Even in the tears and the trials, Lord, we want it all. We want everything that you have for us. And then we just want to turn around and return that to you, everything for you, Lord, with, with full abandonment unto you, Lord, being propelled and moved forward by your Holy Spirit. So, Lord, we sing out to you tonight. We pray that you've been encouraged by this Bible study delivered live from the sanctuary of Calvary Aurora. For prayer or a copy of this study, call us at 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-304-7223 or visit us online at calvaryaurora.org. Be blessed as you worship Jesus this week.